But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. What I really want to see is the money. I don't really need Hi everyone, welcome back to my podcast. These are life hacks with King Kami. Today we're talking smart money habits. Money is really something that's not smart money choices rather are something that are really difficult to put into practice and often not talked about. So I took the liberty to ask a few people to give us their smart money habits. So before we get into my smart money habits, we'll hear from them. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. What I really want to see is the money. I don't really need so the first question is, how do you budget? So first of all, you have to know all your sources of income, right? Everything, any money you receive is income, whether it be from a job, from dividends, from investment income, from uh, stipend, gifts, you name it, that's income. So you have to be able to not only know how much you make on a monthly basis, you need to also project it. You know, is it predictable income? And you have to essentially create um, a plan and a budget really is about the future. It's about forecasting how much you're going to receive and how much you're going to spend and what you're going to be left with and what you can do with what you're going to be left with. So how do you budget is, again, add up all your monthly income, forecast your monthly income for the next 12 months. That's how far I go. I do it every year. Some people start three months, some people do five months, whatever's predictable. Minus every expense possible, rent, talk time, DSTV, GoTV, um, electricity, fuel, you name it. It all has to be listed um, um, as, as you know, what you essentially subtract from all your income. Um, and then also ensure that you're able to, uh, you know, have a number uh, following that. Like what's the net figure? Essentially, how much is being deducted from your, um, basically your total expenditure, how that's being deducted from your income. And that also informs you whether or not you're living above your means or if you're living below your means. Because living below your means is actually the key to um, to wealth because you, you can accumulate more money to save, which you can use to invest and have more uh, money available for a rainy day, which we'll get to. Question number two is tips on how to stick to your budget. It's a lifestyle. It's a decision. You know, um, I think once you recognize the importance of budgeting, because it enables you to be uh, less stressed about money, it enables you to be organized um, and be able to plan for the future, whether it be your budgeting to you're essentially planning to buy a house one day, buy a car, go on vacation, or whatever it is that you're trying to financially plan for, or pay, you know, school fees, or you know, for your masters or something like that. Um, you essentially need to recognize the importance of a budget. For me, it's about knowing why. I mean, why do I have to be disciplined with putting money aside? What matters to you? And money is not, uh, you know, valuable unless it's uh, sort of catered to the things that you look to acquire. So if a home matters to you, the home is more valuable. I mean, essentially that's what is going to be, is going to be procured or acquired once you, um, once you put uh, your money aside towards it. So, so your savings goals are tied to the things that you are, that matter to you in your life. You know, do you want to have a car? You know, you know, it's it really, it's about how much value you tie to things. So that's really how, you, that's what enables that discipline. Now, the third question is, how do you stop yourself from overspending? Well, you stop yourself from overspending because you need to recognize that there's consequences to every action. If you overspend, then you can get to a point when you have nothing left over. If things get rough, I mean, there's a level of indignity and embarrassment and humiliation with having to ask for, for money from, from people, maybe friends, and particularly as adults, you're meant to be independent. So I think, um, I think that's one of the, the key things for me personally, when I became independent, when I left my parents' homes, so living on my own, fending for myself, I became very particular about the fact that I need money to survive on a you know, monthly basis. And there's, I'm not going to get money from anywhere, but then secondly, I want to build wealth. I need to create savings. So I underspent so that I can accumulate savings. Now, the fourth question is, how important is a savings account slash emergency fund? 
it is ex- exceedingly important because people have to realize that an accumulation of money that you keep for a rainy day is exactly that. I mean, no, the uh, when Noah was building the ark, he wasn't building it while it was raining. He built it before it rained, and when the rain came, he was he survived. I mean, look at where, where we are right now. COVID nineteen has hit. The economy has been hit. People are losing jobs. People's businesses are going down. The only people who are surviving are the people who saved. Those, who, I mean, I, I talk to people, whether it be people who own properties where tenants are begging them, please, I lost my job, I have no income, I can't pay rent. And, and and guess what? I mean, those who managed to save were able to, essentially able to make it through. And then also, savings is what enables you to invest. I mean, and that's what builds wealth. So if you've saved money in a savings account and an opportunity to buy a plot, build a house, for rental income or acquire stock or do things that enable you to um, uh, essentially build your, your capacity, build your wealth, then it's that can only come from from savings. And then the other thing is, is really around, it doesn't necessarily have to be on things that are super important, like, you know, living expenses, even cool things. I mean, people should fulf- like have a fulfilled life. If your dream is to go on vacation to the Bahamas, that's only possible if you're, you know, able to save. And this is why it's necessary uh, for people to, to essentially put money aside for various purposes, leisure, uh, or important events. I mean, you know, down the line, you know, you may get married, may have a child, may have children, and they need to <laughs> have uh, resources. They need school fees, they need diapers, they need all these things. And you don't want to struggle, you don't want to suffer. I mean, and, and the reality is money is an important part of life. So therefore, savings are extremely important. The fifth question is, is there anything like good debt as in what is good debt good debt is whatever you borrow to invest that is good debt bad debt is what you borrow to buy something that doesn't give you any value like if you acquire a liability or a depreciating asset so let's say for example some people borrow for consumption because hey they want to go on vacation so they borrow that's a terrible idea because that's money that's gone to something that's going to bring anything back. Of course, you have a good time, but guess what? You have to pay that money back. But if you borrow to build flats to rent out, the income from the flats will pay off that debt. If you borrow to run your business for inventory, if you borrow for any income generating opportunity, then you're now you're on the right track. So that exa- that is literally the definition of good debt. The sixth question is, how do you make a good investment choice? Now, this can take can get a bit technical it's this really comes down to really understanding the the mathematics of it understanding investment principles it also depends on what investment at what size what scale we all have different income different levels so there's people who have millions of dollars so when they're making an investment decision it's based on their capacity so some people will invest in commercial real estate they'll build office buildings right that's i mean and the returns on that is based on maybe a peer group analysis based on a market analysis what is the demand level what is the pricing for square foot you know what is the calculation on yeah, return on investment what's the internal rate of return um there's so many metrics right and so it's a very technical question so i mean this requires its own session which i'm sure we can certainly do but um it's it's about you know it's so subjective as well i mean it's it's it also depends on your goals you know the younger you are typically the less money you have uh, and you can have a long time horizon the older you are typically you have more money but at the same time you want more liquidity to keep you going um, so investment decisions are really based on so many factors that can't be summed up in a, in a short uh, session it, it requires its own time uh, the seventh question is how do you say no to yourself it goes back to knowing yourself um, and to, to character, right? So uh, one of the things I was talking about is uh, success really is the foundation of success is your character. You know, who you are, your your integrity, your discipline, what drives you outside of money. Money is a byproduct of other activities. It's a byproduct of creating value. And the things that create value are the elements of your character. So it's also your work ethic, that kind of thing. So you say no to yourself because when you value yourself, you've got to 
good self-esteem, uh, strong self-esteem. And you also understand the consequences of saying yes to things that will not bring you good returns. So you have to appreciate consequences. Um, the eighth question is, what are some of uh, good investment choices? One, real estate. Two, stocks. Three, bonds. You can put them together, treasury bills, and also fixed deposits because they're, they're all kind of debt-related and they give you a fixed income. Um, I'd say those are, are the best. Um, you've got a few other complicated ones, derivatives, private equity, but that also comes out of um, you know a bit more maturity and maybe more accumulation of capital. Then, of course, you've got alternative assets like cows, like trucks, and things that make you money but uh, are not your traditional investments. So there's a wide variety of investments. Um Let's see here. The ninth question is, what are your good money habits and how do you put them into practice every day? Very important is track your expenditure. Like for me, I've gotten to a point where I think when I started working from making very little income, you know, there was this sense of awareness of how much was in my account every day. At maybe even a few times a day, I knew. So if I was buying a bag of Millie Mill, buying bread, paying for fuel, paying rent, whatever. There's always an awareness that X amount is in my account because I had an Excel sheet. I knew that uh, with what's sitting in my account, I'll deduct X, Y, Z based on what um, I'm, I'm spending. And so it's so the first thing is really the awareness. Uh, the other thing is tracking net worth on a monthly basis. And you track this by basically adding up the value of all your assets, including your cash, minus the the value of what you owe and that becomes your that's your net worth and just tracking it every month and taking note of it and making sure that it's not going down month on month um, or at least every year your net worth should always increase it should never go down it's that should be just a rule in life um, another habit apart from tracking and, and tracking expenses is also looking at ways to increase income you know so whether it be okay fine you can have a salary but if there's a way in which you could uh, either invest or do some consultancy or do something on the side you know some people do tomatoes some people have a taxi some people have a minibus there's different things people do in order to um to essentially increase their income uh, and then the other habit is looking at different ways to reduce expenditure. Of course, you can get to a point in your life where your your income level is is high enough for you to not have to worry about expenses, and that's that's what everyone's goal should be. You know, to so have a fulfilled life where you don't really have to look at you know price tags and stuff like that. Um, obviously, not everyone gets there, but it's 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 a nice thing to aspire to and eventually get to. But I think it's very possible with a long period of discipline and awareness money consciousness and being financially literate that is what will ultimately get you there so i'll say those are the habits to put in, into place uh, keeping an active excel sheet having diverse portfolio of uh, investments and knowing exactly where everything is um, knowing what's within my capacity knowing when i'm going too far um, of course, you also don't want to over limit yourself because life has to be lived as well. But at the same time, stay within your know, your limits and um, have an aim of thinking long term so that you um, create long term value. You know, the last piece I'll say is that there's many people who work their entire lives and don't really have much left over because of the decisions they made. And it's not even about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. And, and that's an important principle to keep. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. What I really wanna see is the Money. I don't really need So for the first question, how do you budget? Um, so typically I actually use a couple of different personal finance tools. Number one is called mint.com. And number two is, um, I believe it's called, I don't use this one as much, but I think it's called uh, personal capital, something like that. But mint.com is, they're basically one and the same. And it allows you to pull in all of your bank account transactions, all of your bills, all of your um, your 401k and all of your savings investments, um, your car payments. So it really gives you a holistic overview um, and understanding of where your money is going um, and where you have money coming in. Um, and it can give you, you know, not super deep analysis, but at least like broad stroke categorization of 
um, where you spend your money. Um, and so what that allows me to do then is understand my spending trades over spending trends over time um, and then allocate appropriately based on what my trends are. And then on that, and then once I have a good understanding of that, then I can start to kind of take a look and say, oh, wow, it looks like I spend too much um, on, you know, um, maybe my phone bill is, is too high. Are there opportunities for me to save there? Maybe my electricity bill is too high. Am I, you know, using too much electricity? Am I, um, you know, am I eating out too much? Um, you know, and when you're, when you're early in career or, you know, I, I, I think at an earlier stage where your income bracket might be um, slightly lower, um, some of those smaller expenses tend to add up and tend to take up a big chunk of your overall um, budget. And so it makes sense to monitor those carefully and to kind of be intentional about them. As you increase in your, as your, as your pay increases and your, um, your salary increases, what tends to happen is um, those occupy a much, much smaller percentage of your overall take home. And so um, your, your eating habits, your spending habits change as well. And so it's important to have a tool like this that can allow you to kind of look over time how, you're changing, how your, um, your spending habits are changing and you can adjust your budgets accordingly. You know, so your rent might go up because you moved into a nicer house. You might spend more time eating out because, um, you know, it's a luxury that you can afford now. So, you you know, maybe your budget for eating out versus grocery spend expenditure is slightly different. But the key goal is really understanding personally. Um, it's, it's all a very personal thing. What are the things that I value most? What are the things that add value to my life? that I want to have, um, you know, a meaningful budget towards and what are the things that are frivolous and maybe not as necessary and how do I keep those under control and, and um, make sure that they are not um, detracting from bigger long-term goals. Um, tips to sticking to a, to a budget. You can't stick to a budget if you don't know where your money is going. So again, it's really, really important to, um, you know, you can do this via paper, you can do this, um, through a number of different, you know, mechanisms, I highly, highly recommend using a tool like Mint, even in the context of, you know, Zambia, where um, the integration with your bank account may not necessarily be there for the tool, but you can, you know, download your um, download CSV files of all your transactions from your bank accounts and add them. And it allows you to create budgets and then it will track for you um, based on categorization of your expenditures. It'll automatically categorize the different, um, you know, the different spends that you have and tell you where you're spending more money. Um, and again, it'll do it for you over time. So it really does help you uh, monitor your budget, which also answers sort of your site, your third question, which is how do you stop yourself from, um, from overspending? And again, a lot of people, you know, you can't, you can't overspend a budget that you, you don't monitor, right? Or you can't, you can't overspend on a budget you don't even have. So visibility is key to maintaining a budget. You have to know where your money is going. Otherwise, you'll never understand um, or never be able to take to really control it. And understanding it on a granular level is super, super important. So I highly, highly recommend mint.com. It's a free tool. Um, and, you know, spending a couple of months learning it and just getting familiar with it is well worth the time. I've been using it for probably um, since it came out. So probably over 10 years. I've been using it, um, and so I have 10 years worth of transactions in there that allow me to see from the time I was a college student um, to now, it allows me to understand how my spending has changed, how my net worth has changed, how my investments have changed. Um, you know, it's tracked everything from my first car to my most recent car. It's tracked everything from my first job and, the, and you know, the salary I was receiving to this job. Um, so... Uh, how important is a savings account, emergency fund? Um, you know, it's it, it. This one's kind of obvious. It's very important. Um, I don't know what more to say about that other than keep three months of your of your um, salary in an emergency fund, or try to build up an emergency fund where you have three months of your salary. Once you reach that, then extend it to six months of your salary. So don't stop don't stop saving. Then once you've established sort of a emergency fund, then your, um, you know, about three to six months worth of um, savings, then you pivot that to long-term 
um, you, you, you take that money that you were putting into your savings and you put it away into a retirement account. Um, and so now you're saving for retirement once you've built up your, your small um, emergency fund. And that, you know, it's easier said than done, than done. There's no question about it. It's extremely difficult to do. Um, but it's important even starting with, you know, just like 20 kwacha a week, if you can manage, you know, whatever you can manage, just save something, save anything. Um, and a good rule of thumb is typically try to save between 15 to 20% of your uh, take home as part of your emergency fund and getting into that habit will also, um, you know, control your spending a little bit better. Um, and you know, that, that money's still yours. It's still there, but, um, just, you have to put it in a place where it's very difficult to access. So maybe put it in a, in a deposit account in a savings account that, um, requires, you know, three business days to withdraw. So the harder that money is to withdraw, the better, because then you're less likely to use it in a, um, perceived emergency or, you know, in, in, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to spend it when you have access to it, but putting it away in a place where it's harder to reach, even giving it to a family member you trust or someone else you trust who can um, hold it for you to prevent you from accessing it um, is, is sometimes a good idea. But yeah, emergency savings uh, account is, is very important. So it really is a tool that gives you so much more visibility. How do I make good investment choices? Um, I think, you know, some of it is, it depends. I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you qualify something as a good investment, but I think everybody goes through their own decision-making. Sometimes people are a good investment, right? Um, but how do you assess that upfront, right? That's a very difficult thing to quantify. So for example, in my business, if I, um, hire a person, um, and um, I see potential in them, they could prove to be a very good investment and they could prove to be a very bad investment. So um, it depends the context that you're talking about, but usually it's, it, it's a mix of, you know, um, quantitative and qualitative analysis. So typically what you'll do is you go through, um, you know, your own process of understanding um, from a quantitative perspective um, again, I talked about return on investment and whether, you know, if I'm, um, for example, um, spending some money on, on equipment, um, do I feel like the return on investment of that equipment is going to ultimately be greater than the cost of that equipment? Um, then yes, I think that's a good investment choice, but it, but there's some things that are not even money related or they are money related, but, um, you never know the, the, the return on investment is is qualitative and it's hard to measure. Um, so I think what you try to do is you try to make as quantitative of an analysis as possible. Um, and then there are going to be certain investments that require qualitative. And sometimes it's perceived value, right? Like um, I might find more value in someone who does, um, you know, something for me than other people might, right? And so it, it really is a kind of a personal thing. It's a, it's kind of a broad question and, and tough to answer. Um, but I would say, you know, it's a mix of quantitative and qualitative analysis and uh, what you determine to be value for you. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. What I really want to see is the money. I don't really need How do you say no to yourself? This is, this is an interesting question. Um, you know, I don't think you should, uh, maybe this is kind of a philosophical answer, but I don't think you should ever have to think you say no to yourself. I think you should have a methodology for understanding your, um, your decision-making process in a way that's comfortable with the decision you land on. So you should never take a decision where you feel like you're punishing yourself um, because really what it boils down to is long-term and short-term gain. So if you are saying no to yourself now, it's because you're either delaying gratification for something bigger in the future, or you know deep down that it's a bad investment. And so you have to be comfortable with the fact that if you're quote unquote saying no, it's actually saying yes to something else in the future and it's maybe delayed gratification. So I think, you know, when, when, you, when you frame it as saying no to yourself, you, it feels like you're punishing yourself. But um, really what you should be looking at it as I'm rewarding myself later. Um, 
So I, I don't think I ever say no to myself. I just say um, there's a different or higher priority that may be um, coming down the down the road later. Um, I might deny myself, you know, something now because, for example, if I'm a college student, I might not be able to go to the movies because I know that I need to pay rent and my value of having a roof over my head exceeds the value of the short-term gain of enjoying that movie. So I'm not saying no to myself. I'm delaying gratification for um, something greater and something that's more important. So um, that's that's kind of my perception on that. I hope, I hope that's aligned with what you are asking. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. What I really want to see is that. Hello everyone, my name is Suku and based on the topic at hand, I was asked a few questions and these are my answers. So the first question is, how do you budget? Well, personally for me, I don't budget because I do not have a fixed income and for me, my money comes in at different times and it comes in at different amounts. So based on that, sadly i cannot budget so our second question is tips on how to stick to your budget so the first tip is basically just list down all your expenses list down all your essentials everything that is important do not go out of this list stick to what is on the list and only the list so also just track down your spending yeah track down what you're spending um the exact amounts and also write down basically everything that you buy so that is very important and now next question is how do you stop yourself from overspending well for me basically this is based on one word and that's beneficial so I stop myself from overspending if whatever I want to overspend on isn't beneficial to me. It's that simple. So, and our next question is how important is a savings account or an emergency fund? So I cannot stress enough how important these two are because we never know what might happen in the future. We never know what opportunities we might be led to so a savings account or emergency fund is very important for me personally i have an fmb savings account i have a mobile money account that's airtel money and i have a home account and in all three accounts i have savings i have to make sure that every month even though i know i do not have a fixed income i have to put money in all three accounts and for me, I tell myself it is important to forget that I've actually deposited this money so that I do not use this money on things that I know will not be beneficial. So it is very important to have a savings account in an emergency fund or an emergency fund. So yeah. And our next question is, is there anything like good debt? And as such, what is good debt? So... I'm going to read a passage that I got from the internet. This is me paraphrasing. So, in general, good debt is that which increases your net worth and or helps you to generate value. Good debt allows you to engage your finances more efficiently, to leverage your wealth, to buy things you need, and to handle unforeseen emergencies. So basically, that's good debt. And here is an example of good debt. So basically, getting a student loan is good debt. Why is that? Because you are basically investing in yourself. You are empowering yourself. So if you get a student loan to go get your master's or your PhD, that is you investing in yourself, knowing that you're going to get a higher education that you're going to have more opportunities and more doors opened so once you reach that stage it will be easier for you to pay back your loan and you will have already invested in yourself so that is one of the examples of good debt 
and then how do you make a good investment choice that's our other question making a good investment choice but basically this is all just down to research just do your research on whatever investment choice you'd like so for me for example for me i am a fan of cars so for me i would invest in anything that has to do with cars basically so i would do my research i would ask lots of questions i would ask whatever companies i want to invest in about their profits and their margins i would ask also anyone i know or any other investors who have invested into the business i'd like to invest in and see and hear what they have to say about their investments so that's how i would make a good investment choice do my research and my homework of course so our next question is how do you say no to yourself how do i say no to myself so it all takes baby steps of course so basically just say no to whatever you want to buy that you know doesn't benefit you just say no in as much as it may kill me in as much as it may hurt that i will not get what i want to get i'll just have to say no for example this is this new playstation 5 that is coming out i think so i think that game is going to cost around 10,000 000 if i'm not mistaken so i wanted it but i said no because i know number one that is so much money it will not benefit me in any way and i already have something here at home and i'm happy with it so saying no just takes practice and telling yourself every day that whatever you know is not beneficial to you just say no to it so it's all down to benefits so yeah and then our next question is what are some of the good investment choices well for me i know that well for me personally i drive so i know that blendo is one of the best investment choices as we all know we put money into it and get more money back so blendo is one of the best investment choices if you drive well other good investment choices would have to be um, opening accounts with banks where you get um, where you get money at the end of the month investment choices would also be maybe loaning out money though that's not really secure but that's one of them you can also just give small businesses that you trust and basically to people that you know who own businesses just invest in their in their businesses so yeah and then our next question is what are your good money habits and how do you put them to practice every day so basically a good money habit is just save money that's it just save money and for the practice part just make sure you're putting in more than you are removing so put in more money practice that every day practice that every week every month and just save money so that's that thank you so much but nothing in this world that i like more than checks money all i really want to see is that how do I budget? I budget by making, by highlighting the things that are essential and very important. For example, uh, groceries. If it's groceries, food, the important food items that I must, and then the rest of the things that are not a must are always put under miscellaneous. And then um, when budgeting, I always like 
leave space for the small things that I want, the small treats, let's say if I want to buy ice cream, I'd always put that on my budget as uh, others, other things. I always make sure I have enough of food that is important and then the rest that are not so important, I always put on under others and a small amount of money is allocated to them. How I stick to my budget, usually I stick to my budget by always carrying enough money, not uh, too much money because eventually when you have too much money, you feel like you have enough money so you can spend on anything that you see. But I stick to my budget by carrying just enough money for the things that I've written down so that in case of anything, I do not have to go over my budget or if I see anything that I like, I'm just like, no, I do not need this. So, and I do not even have the money for it. So that's how I usually stick to my budget. How do I stop myself from overspending? I think it's just almost the same as how I on how I stick to my budget. I stop myself from overspending by not under any circumstance carrying too much money more than I need. Um, I always have enough money for things that I need so that I do not end up stranded. So I have enough money for if I'm going to town, I'll just have enough money for transport or have enough money for the things that I'm going to buy and then I stick to that. If I see anything I just tell myself you do not have money you do not budget for this. If you spend on this you're not going to have enough money for transport you're not going to have enough money for whatever so you don't need this right now you can always buy it later so it's not an emergency let's just keep going home if I haven't planned for food I do not buy food. If I haven't budgeted for a date I do not go on the date. If I'm going to go out on a date and I do not have the money for it I just tell the person I am not available or whatever it is that if a friend is selling something you know these days I just even avoid asking for prices from things because mostly that used to guilt trip me into you know buying whatever it is that they're selling so I just rather you know scroll and scroll past it and just not ask how much they're selling whatever it is that they're selling then I don't have to actually buy it and I'm not forced to overspend I do not have a savings account, but a savings account is important because it helps you to keep money for the long term. If you have a savings account, you realize that if you keep money over a certain period of time, it gains interest. So you don't usually have uh, the same amount of money that you had at the beginning. And then also, a savings account is important because that money is not easily accessible so you cannot under any circumstance at a time that you've not said you withdraw that money have access to that money so it helps you to keep your money and know okay i have plan b in the next whatever years i'm going to have a certain amount of money which is also like for me feels like a safety blanket to know that okay i have money somewhere and i'm not completely broke is a very very helpful an emergency fund is very important because mostly we find ourselves running out of cash when you um are stuck or you end up having a funeral be a, a relative dies and you need to travel you end up finding yourself having to ask for money from everyone and then you know it also brings like it comes like a source of stress but if you have an emergency fund you know you can always run to that money because that's what it's for it's for things that just come abruptly illnesses um family problems maybe your, your parent is not okay you can always access your emergency fund you have a funeral you can always access an emergency fund an emergency fund is very important because it keeps you away from debt and it helps you to be able to cover certain things that um come up in life that you do not expect that are just unexpected from nowhere you know that okay even if something like this was to happen even if your child was to swallow a coin you have money to take them to the clinic or you know something unexpected happens then you know you're okay i'm set and i always i have money that i can always um set aside and it is readily available for me to use usually an emergency fund should be liquid cash money that you can easily access put away somewhere but that you can easily access it is very important to have an emergency fund good date and bad date hmm. i think some excellent date is dates you know i don't really think there's anything like good debt because if you have debt you have debt it's just going to bug you that you owe somebody money whether it was very good because okay you can maybe you can classify good debt as uh, money that you um 
borrow maybe to invest but even then it's not it ends up being budget because what if your business does not pay out you know what if it doesn't pay out so you know you have to find ways to pay back the money that you owe so i think debt all in all i think there's nothing like good debt debt is just debt when you owe somebody money you just owe them money and that's just that because even when the business does well for you to just pay back that money yeah sometimes it's not always like very exciting so i feel like debt is just when you have debt you just have debt nothing like good debt how do you make a good investment um a good investment choice a good investment choice is one that i think most people will go for the low risk investment uh for me i feel like if it has lesser risk of it not happening then it is a good investment and mostly if for me a good investment choice is investing in something that i understand so i cannot like right now go and decide to invest in the stock market because i don't really know how the stock market works so if i invest in something that i do not understand then i have not made a good investment choice because i do not know when i'm making money and when i'm losing out but i'd rather invest in something that i understand if i say a good investment choice maybe if i'd say oh i i'm i'm into shoes so i understand shoes so i can invest in a business that does shoes for me it's a good business because i understand how women's trends are when it comes to shoes when it comes to clothes and comes to hair um and and i can calculate my returns and i can calculate how much i'm going to you know i invest and uh, my returns my 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 rate of returns um what is true what should be my floor price what should be like my highest price what should be what my, my margins are going to be like what i expect what i do not expect if there'll be any fluctuations in the market what will the fluctuations look like is this market always going to be stable in the long run for me if understanding my investment and what i'm investing in the market and everything for me that is a good investment choice so that is how i make my investment choices by actually knowing what i'm going into and no having the basic know how understanding what it is that i'm investing in is a good investment choice i would not invest in something that i do not understand and i feel like if most people should just be investing in things that they understand if you do not understand something research on it before you decide to invest in it just because it works for your friend doesn't necessarily mean it works for you and also a good investment is knowing how long you have to wait before you can actually get money from your investment if you are going to invest uh in something that will give you money proper money over a period of five years and you do not you need the money now that is not a good investment choice because i don't feel like if you if you want the money now you have the patience to wait for investment to go over a period of five years but if you feel like okay I'm, i want this investment to pay out in a period of five years then you can go and invest in something but if you do not have the patience then do not invest in it that is to me a good investment choice how do i say um i have learned to say no to myself by one if i am going somewhere i do not carry extra money i do not carry extra money and i put away my money in places that i cannot easily access it so maybe let's say i have a piggy bank so i put away my money in my piggy bank that piggy bank cannot be easily accessed to me because the whole process of dismantling it is like a long process and i do not have money in my own empty account so if i am t- i'm in town and i see something that i like i cannot easily just go to my empty account and withdraw money my money is not there i give it either to my sister or somewhere i put it away somewhere so that is how i say no to myself when i'm walking through a store and i find something that i like i look at my purse and i'm like i do not have enough money for this thing so right now meaning right now i don't afford it i say okay later when i have money i'll come and buy it so i i'll window shop and i say oh i want that shoe so next time when i come into town i'll go straight to the store and tell them i'm looking for this tree if i do not find it maybe i'll find something similar then i'll buy that is how i usually say no to myself not having more money than i need at the moment that is how i usually just say no to myself some of the good investment choices um 
right now i have not really made any investments i am still trying to find what it is that i can invest in but if i was to make an investment i think i'd like to invest in real estate because i feel like real estate is um, a market that is keeps on growing if you have uh buildings usually buildings rarely depreciate but actually they keep on appreciating because if you invest in a town let's say like chongwe in the long run chongwe is going to become a city and there'll be a lot of people that will want to move to chongwe and want to settle there so meaning the more civilized the more uptown the town becomes the higher the amount of rent that needs to be paid on a building so if i invest in a house for example a good house a good proper house that has uh, everything inside then after a period of time we find if now my house is fetching one two maybe by the time it's a year from now my house will be at 2200 so for me uh real estate property is like a really a house to be specific is a good investment plan land also is because if you buy land today at um 15000 two years from now that land will double the price so you can always resell it if you want at double the price or triple the price so land for me also is a good investment plan or choice my good money habits are learning not to spend more than i have always having uh, money put away um i have learned that you every person needs to always have money put away because you never know what life brings tomorrow you might just need something you know a, a friend might always need something that for me is a good money habit um not borrowing or lending money to my friends because mostly you lend money to your friends and then when it's time to pay back it becomes a struggle and you don't know how you are going to get back your money and in the end you end up just being enemies and not talking to your friends so i do not um lend my friends money and i do not borrow money from people i don't like to borrow money from people because usually we find that when you borrow money from people you paying back becomes very stressful you feel like you're spending money but then actually you owe them that money so i do not borrow money from people i stopped getting things on credit and i don't get things on credit if i don't have the cash to pay for something that i want to buy i just let it go i do not buy it i just tell myself you cannot afford it don't buy it now you can always buy it later when you can afford it and um not spending on things i do not need i do not spend on things i do not need if i find a, a, a pretty skirt if i don't need this skirt i have other skirts that are similar to this skirt i always tell myself you know you have this skirt you don't need it also spending on things that will work out better in the long run if you're going to buy a bag let it be a bag that will last if you're going to buy shoes let, let it be shoes that will last if you're going to buy hair let it be hair that you know you can always use over a certain period of time and during that time you can be able to generate money to by the time your hair is becoming bad that you cannot use it you have enough money so for me some those are some of the my good money habits that i put into practice every day especially i think one good money habit that i've developed that i feel like is really working out for me is to not impulse buy and how i stop myself from impulse buying is by not carrying more money than i need not to over carry money if i'm whether i'm going to get groceries i'm going to carry money over may let just be maybe a 50 quarter 100 quarter just in case the money prices of things that i'm going to buy a bit uh over stated or maybe just simply maybe because i've understated my budget in case i've understated my budget so i might need to like top up a little bit money because it will run short otherwise i do not carry more money than i need and it also just helps me to be disciplined to not to not um spend on things i do not need so yeah that is money with me
Nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. All I really want to see is the money. I don't really need Okay, so I am back. Oh, and by the way, disclaimer, before we go any further, you're going to hear some background noises. I I apologize for that. But I'm going to try to be as loud as possible and as clear as possible. So firstly, how do I budget? Um well, I start by making a list of all the things that I need. Then, besides that list, I make the a list of all the things that I want. So I I mark everything that I need is on one part and everything that I want is on another part. So my wants only come in like after I have bought what I need. If I haven't bought what I need, then what I want doesn't get fulfilled. Yeah. And then um Okay, I'm going to say these questions in the order that I remember them because I don't have them written down on paper. They're on my phone. Um, good investment choices. Some of the good investment choices that I have seen, well, taking into mind, I'm a student. I am, no, sorry, I'm not a student. I recently graduated and I'm currently looking for a job. So I'm still living off allowances, you know, that kind of thing. So good investment choices that I've that I have seen are things that you understand. I understand the stock market quite very well, so I'm looking into investing in that. I also understand real estate very well, so I'm looking at that. Um, also, alcohol is a good investment. I mean, people are always drinking, so I mean, if you open a bar, just don't get high off your own supply. Um, clothes are a good investment choice. I mean, people are always wearing clothes. Food is a good investment choice. I mean, there's always going to be someone hungry, someone ready to buy food. Um, good debt. What is good debt? Okay, we know good debt is money that you borrow to invest in something that's going to give you money to put back, to give back to what you borrowed. Um, do I believe in good debt? No, because I'm the type of person that doesn't like to have debt. I don't like to owe people money. Because then when I'm paying them back, I feel like they're stealing from me. So just make it a mental note to just not borrow. I don't like having someone hold money over my head. Like, it doesn't sit well with me anyway. So, yeah. Okay, another question was, how do I stop myself from overspending? Um, if you know me, you know I'm a big, big spender. Because I like money, guys. I like money. I like shiny things. But then, in the recent times, I've told myself, there are certain things that are just not necessary. I have, I have bad money habits sometimes. Like food. So sometimes you can find I eat at home and then I get into town and all of a sudden I'm passing by hungry line and I'm just like, yes, I must have food. Or I'm passing by peak and say, and I'm like, like chocolate, cake, yes, that I need. Then just made it a mental note. Like, I don't need those things. I want those things. Am I hungry? No. I probably just want to nibble. Is that really good for my bank account? No. It's not. So yeah, I put those things into mind and I practice it all the time when I'm in town I just say no I'm here for what I need and then I get out of there before I do things I will regret later how important is a savings account slash emergency fund a savings account is very 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 vital I can't emphasize this enough because everyone before me has saved this so a savings account is very very important i mean there are certain things that come up and then you find yourself you don't have money in your current account but then you have money to cushion you um like when you have a funeral or someone is sick or you are sick people don't have to go into debt just trying to cushion the blow they immediately just tap into you immediately just tap into that account and keep yourself from going bankrupt 
it's a really good idea and i recently started saving my fnb account so i've made it a mental note right now i deposit at least 50 kwacha for my allowance or sometimes at most 100 depending on like how much i have that month you know yeah so it's very very important and then how do i say no to myself like chris said it's delayed gratification i've began to look at it from a point where it's not saying no to myself it's just keeping the money for something that i actually need because then i look at it like okay i want to go i want to go out can i afford to go out i mean so if if for instance if i go out i'll probably be short on transport money to get me to work so what do i do do i walk to work because i'm an intern so do i walk to work or do i go out i mean the wines are not going by themselves so do i go out and drink with my friends and have a party or do i just simply stay home and keep that money for work so yeah it's those things they say okay this is not necessary not now i can't afford it so yeah it comes back to being logical being real with yourself being open with yourself being utterly open and honest with yourself and the people around you yes and then the good investment choices that i've seen so far um like i said real estate stock um clothes food i mean things that you really have an insight on honestly speaking when i make my investment i'm going to put money in and not have direct access to it I just observe from the sidelines you know what's going on with the books know how money is spent because honestly i don't like i don't like handling money because big money gets me excited i don't know if i'm the only one because you know when you're holding big money and just you feel like oh my god i am the queen the king you know i can run the streets then you find out that money actually isn't directly yours it's for the company so yeah so you need to understand your strengths, your weaknesses, um, how whatever investment that you're getting into works. Yeah, and then make that investment. Just be wise about it. Um, what else? My good money habits. My good money habits are buying things that I actually need and not things that I want. Because right now I'm doing a whole wardrobe makeover from casual clothes to more work office clothes so the times when i go into a store and i see sweatpants and the jumper and i'm immediately attracted or like a short skirt or short dress then i ask myself okay how many times in a week am i going to wear this dress how many times in a month am i going to wear this dress is it really important that i buy it right now or do i have something that looks like this so I end up buying my work clothes, my stuff, not, not knowing whether or not factoring in all these things require money. So each time you spend, tell yourself what you've bought, go and sit with, go and sit in your room, calculate, look at everything that you bought, see what you need, see what you don't need, see what you need to stop doing. I immediately realized I spend a lot of money on food. For someone that's small bodied, if you know me, I'm quite petite. I eat a lot. I eat. And this is this is not a joke. I eat. Every five seconds that I'm in town, I must put food in my mouth. So now I'm I prefer I eat from home anyway. I just made it a mental note to just eat from home. Now, when I go into town, if I've gone to the bank, I just go to the bank. Um, I don't pass through stores anyhow. I must have money. If I'm going to a store, I must have money. So if I eat from home and I carry the intended money, I carry money intended for one specific purpose, why would I go into debt? Why would I go into tip? Why would I go into Mr. Price? I don't have money for it. I'm not going to go around and start looking at clothes and admiring. I'll end up stealing. So yeah, um, 
knowing how much money you have, being honest with yourself, budgeting and taking your bu- your budget really, really seriously. And every time before you spend, say, I'll repeat that. Every time before you spend, save. Because if you'll be waiting to spend and then save, you want money. You won't have any money left off. So that's why it's important to look through your budget. You write down on things that things that you need, the things that you want. Then you're able to take money and put it away in a savings account. I know it's really difficult, especially for people in my age group, because then you say, "Oh, I don't have money. Oh, I will save when I have lots of money." There's never lots of money, if we're being honest. The more money you have, the more bills you have. So if you get into the habit of saving now, then by the time you have more money, you have even more money than you think you have. So yeah, saving for your future is really important. Right now, I'm saving towards my future goals. Okay, so yeah, that was money with me and how I'm saving towards my future goals and I'm putting my good money habits to practice now. So that I can appreciate it in the future. Yeah, so that was it. Um, if you have any questions for me or my guests, you can hit me up on whatever social media platform you see this link, and I'll be sure to get back to you. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. What I really wanna see is the money. I don't really.